1: Radio Tony, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony on W4WN, a platform for the unheard.
0: And good morning. Uh, listeners you're back on Radio Tony with your host Tony Lantis and just before the show I've been talking to Rebel our gorgeous technician who's with whom we could not do this show without and she's been telling we've been talking about the weather and the snow and other things I noticed that for many of you in uh, the northern part of America you are getting bucket loads of snow and I'm so jealous I love snow apparently if I lived with snow I wouldn't, but I just like watching it. I like to watch it fall. I think it's magical. So, listeners, how are you doing today? I hope that you're all safe and well. Thank you for joining us again for this show. And this week on Authors in the Spotlight, we have an amazing woman called Miss Edna White. And as I said to Rebel earlier in uh, before the show, I've been trying to get this fabulous woman on the show since, I think, about September, and I'm really excited that we actually have her on the show today. Now, a quick reminder about where you can find information about Radio Tony. There's a couple of websites, uh, TonyLontis.com and radiotony.com. Radio Tony has its own Facebook page. We have Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, and the YouTube channel has a whole range of Uh, shows on it and Tony TV is now on binge networks in the USA and we are gradually adding lots and lots of interviews onto that channel as we speak. So lots of interesting things from business to spiritual to healing and trauma. I'm about to upload the Tackling Trauma series with Tony and Tracy onto the Binge TV be networks for everyone to see now i want to tell you a little bit about miss edna white and in the words of miss edna it just got real edna j white is a philanthropist entrepreneur and a life purpose coach and for more than 39 years millions of people have been enjoyed the warm yet truthful and transformational power of Miss White's business and personal development events. She is one of Long Island's life number one life and business strategist. She's called upon to consult and coach some of the world's finest people and organizations. Miss Edna is the CEO of a holding company comprised of more than five businesses with a combined sales in the sixth figures yearly. Her philanthropic efforts help thousands of housing help thousands of people with housing each year. It's not not often we come across a woman with such a dedicated and client focused personal approach. Edna White is a woman that stands out and is well known as a mentor, author, illustrator, educator, and she is the editor of Speak Magazine and a podcast host of the Wounded to Wonderful Keeping It Real. Edna has authored 25, two of which are bestsellers. She specializes in guiding women who want to recover from childhood sexual trauma in their adult life. Whether you're male or female, she is dedicated to helping people so they can stop hiding, reclaim their power, and create the lives they deserve. Miss Edna is recognized worldwide as a transformational leader, and she is one of the most recognized and most popular people across Australia the USA. I was going to say Australia, across the USA. (laughs) Um, Good evening, Miss Edna, and welcome to the show. What a privilege to have you on today.
2: Thank you. you. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Um, We have been trying to get Miss Edna on the show for um, quite a while, and so I'm delighted that we can finally get to speak to her, and I can get to... Tell you the listeners about this awesome woman. So, said Edna, I thought we'd start with the tough stuff and talk about the beginning of your life and your childhood, what it was like growing up for you in America. Oh,
2: well, uh, well um, I was um, uh, initially, I, I lived in Alabama, so my great grandmother um, was uh, the one that kind of raised me until age about six. And then because my mom was working up in New York and because, you know, New York was the place to be, you know, for work and everything. And um, so when I came to New York, I came to Long Island um, and uh, it was a culture shock for sure. For me, you know, Um, totally um, being um, one of the only black in the neighborhood Um, was very challenging um, being six and seven know the age that you don't really know that until you know that so something like kind of sparks off so you don't really know but um yeah very challenging um and in the midst of all of that I was sexually abused um starting at the age of six um well over until I was like 15 um not from one perpetrator but you know multiple perpetrators so um it it was very difficult and um very challenging in my life um with no voice. Um I had no voice. Um even when I you know spoke about what was going on and shared it. Yes. Um I had no voice. Um I was um penalized for being, you know, you know abused um and um I often talk in a, talk about my um teacher Miss Murray and she yes. was um one of the teachers that I had um I am a lefty so um yes you know reading is you know I came in writing upside down with my hand curved around you know yes. you know lefty thing you know and um, yes, she yes. was which is time
0: perfectly was, normal for you normal isn't exactly.
2: it? so she was always you know talking with me and she would spend extra time with me to kind of, you know, um, help me with kind of writing so I'm comfortable and um, felt like I was comfortable with her to tell her what was going on and when I did, she she just went right away and kind of like, you know, called the police, you know, the police came to my house and, you know, in the 60s and 70s that stuff wasn't something that Everyone is equipped to to kind of work with, you know. It's like Absolutely. okay, we know about it, but we don't know how to work with it. So when the police came, it was like a conversation. Like, got to make sure she's mm-hmm. good. She's good, okay, all right. You know, it, it was a conversation like that. It wasn't, you know, okay. Um, we need to address the 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 perpetrator in this this situation. It wasn't like that for me and. Began my my um, life being quiet and being yes. um, you know not there and um, yeah. pretending and 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 um, just not being relevant, being not being relevant for so many years you know so that that started then but you know I had great relationships with my sisters and brothers you know um, um, yes. And I was the eldest and I always took care of them. And that was the the um, livelihood of my life. I wanted to take care of them and and be, I didn't know what martyr was when I was a kid, you know, and I just yes. wanted to be sure they were good, you know, and took care of them. And they were my, they were my life. Um, and they still are. My sisters and, you know, my family are still are, you know, an integral part of my life. Um, but it was, it was really hard as a young child to kind of really be a child. I lost all my imagination. Um, I was, you know, um, I was quiet. I was not there. I was yes. useful. Yes. So yeah. it was very difficult as a child to be, you know, to understand childhood and enjoy. And, and yeah. That's what you're really supposed to do is enjoy childhood. I didn't. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Um, yeah, I can relate to that as the oldest um, mm-hmm. and very, uh, you know, you, you, as the oldest, you kind of take yeah. on that um, mothering role often. Um, I'm not yeah. sure if that comes naturally for all oldest children, but yes, I feel very much the same, Miss Edna. Do you think that we have changed so much since those times? I still feel that we don't support our child victims of sexual assaults no. enough. No. In Australia, uh- having walked through that uh, with someone very close to me, mm-hmm. the lack of support and understanding, it, it, even today, is is just not what it needs to be to ensure mm-hmm. recovery because you can recover, but there are certain things that need to happen for that recovery and healing to take Absolutely. place. That's what we do. Do you think that it's changing in America, Miss Edna?
2: I think that there's a lot more information out there, but we're forgetting that they are children. Yes. yes. Children are not going to go against their parents. They love them. They love them. Yes. And, um, you know, being, you know, who I am, um, there's not enough services for young people to say, you know, here's like, I I used to run a youth group. I started a youth group because of sexual abuse. I knew it it was prevalent in Mm -hmm. churches, I knew it. And I created a a youth group just to to talk about, you know, what we we could do and, you know, how we felt. Mm -hmm. used to have like 30 kids and they were from the neighborhood. Like, you know, it was random come in and half of my children there were sexually abused. Half of 30. That was just 30. Shocking statistics. And there's no service. There's no service for a child to feel comfortable to come to you and say, this is happening. They don't understand it. Um, but there's no service for that, even in the schools where, where we used yeah. to. You know, when I could talk to someone, someone went right into you know and you know action mode. Now yes. they don't. They like okay, um, that's not something we can deal with, and they hand a the child a phone number or they call CPS, and CPS is not. It's not the 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 panacea. It's not because. The child is now feeling like they did something wrong. Um, yes. and they always make it their fault. And there's just not oh, yeah. a, a way that children can feel comfortable and say, I need to talk about this. And then have actionable items so that the child doesn't feel like they are the center. Because the spotlight was on me. You know, I it was is. the. Up the family, I was the one that you know. Um, my mom, I love her, but because of her thinking and her upbringing, she thought I was another the other woman. Yes. So, how do you play that thought on, or that those 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 feelings on a child? You can't, and then all they're going to think is everything's my fault for years. Yes. Things yes. that in my life, they were just like major, like little mistakes. It was my fault, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because it was oh, everything was shameful. Everything that I did was shameful. No matter what I did, I never celebrated anything. And I did some momentous things in my life, and not yes. until I was forties did I start celebrating yes. them. You know, because I was so ashamed. No one celebrated me. Although I was on, on the spotlight, it was like the police. Spotlight, you know, you, you know, badgering yes. questions, but I, I don't think that the, 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 the world has um, really grasped what it is, what it takes for a child to, to know that they're come forward. Yes, to come forward to say and be comfortable with it. And it's all right. They, they have that component. They're missing that component when it comes to you know, calling Child Protective Services. They're missing that component. You know, yeah.
0: If we could, if we could have a system when a child steps forward that envelopes them in unconditional love at that moment, yeah. Yeah. the. St- statistics around healing and the statistics around uh, childhood abuse and what it can lead to in terms of a drug and alcohol and promiscuity and all the things that are related to those, that incident or incidences, mm-hmm. we would change their trajectory for life, wouldn't we, Miss Edna, absolutely. if we got that right? After, absolutely would
2: change if they had someone who was really an advocate for them, yes, that it was their own, they can talk to them. None of the none of their what they're saying goes to anybody else, and correct ask them to be comfortable in themselves. Not se- you know, the thing is, is when you have the police involved and you have an official. Like, they're not you
0: know, nice, yeah. Miss Edna. Like we yeah. don't have the police issues. That America has, but that experience, uh, from my personal perspective, uh, it actually made me physically sick. The way that oh, they I treated, do. yeah, it's they were the, horrible.
2: It's horrible. It's it's not someone like you see on like. Well, we we have um, we had an old show back in the day that had like the, the police officers that was funny. You know, like on Dennis the Menace and all that. It was yes. funny yes. and. And loving, and he was like, What are you doing? You know, he never locked anybody up. That's not the, the police officers that we see. That's you not, know. That's you know, not. It's, it's so many layers on that, you know, so many layers. Um, you know, um, and the child needs to feel safe to say, Yes, this is what happened to me. I need to understand it. The parents need to understand it. The perpetrator yeah. needs to know that. that he's not getting away with it. And, and yeah. but, no. Make the child the victim.
0: Correct. Because at the end of the day, it is never, ever, ever the child's fault. They mm-hmm. are a child. They are yeah, subject yeah. to a crime. It is never their fault. It is never for them to p- feel shame about it because it was done to them. Mm-hmm. There is an adult in that situation and the child has no control they have no control to stop it they have no control to end it like it just it, it's the worst of the worst crimes in my book because mm-hmm. it damages the potential of what a child may be Miss yeah. said yep. i want to um Again, our, our stories coincide. I didn't do any healing or self-development until my 40s. Um, and you achieved a lot before you were 40 and before you really started in that healing. What was the, those key moments and what was that like for you to suddenly do you, do, to grasp what, what had happened, to sit with it and then do the work that was required to heal yourself? Well, I was
2: eighteen and I was a teen mom. And I remember um having one of the worst nights. Um, you know, how some days just everything just comes down, you know, and, and I'm eighteen. Yep. And everything just came down on me. And I'm like, where am I going in life? I'm you know, and I you know I'm I'm rehashing what happened to me, you know, and yeah. I'm just I'm no good for anyone. I remember um, coming from my friend's house and I had my son with me who was about six months old. And I um, really, I was so depressed. I was sobbing. I was uncontrollably. went And I yep. walked down my house, down past my house. And I went and sat on the train tracks and I said, I'm done. I can't, I, 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 this is too heavy. It was, so, it was like me carrying bricks on my shoulder. I couldn't even pick my head up. The depression yeah. had impacted me so that day. I don't know what made it happen, but it was just like it was so heavy. Well, don't you know, on that train track? Now this is a train track that you know that has stations. You know, yeah. and the train is. I'm waiting for the train. My I'm got have my son now. I'm a child. Like I'm a child. Yeah. My development that I didn't know that I had. Was not of a, an 18 year old. So I have my child yeah. sitting on the train tracks with me, waiting to, to, to be ran over by the train. Okay? Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm sobbing. My son is like six months and he's wiping my face. You know, he's wiping my face. And I'm just sitting there and I'm sobbing and sobbing. Nightfall comes, the train never comes. So I'm saying, oh Is Oh, my God. Isn't this something? I can't even kill myself, right? The train don't oh. even, you know? Oh, so. And I knew at that point, okay, something's going on. But I'm still sobbing. I go home. And the next day, my son wanted to, you know, I, he loved Spider-Man. So I wanted to take him, and go to this, this, um, to see Spider-Man. It was around Christmas time. <clears throat>
0: uh-huh.
2: I bus, and I get on the bus and so I'm still sobbing. Now this is all night. I'm sobbing like this, and I'm sobbing and sobbing, and and my son is still with me. And a lady walked up to me and just touched me on the shoulder, just touched me on the shoulder, and and because she, I guess she saw me crying, and you know? I was like, okay, yes. I, like, I got to get it together because everybody's noticing. So as I'm sitting on the the bus, um, I'm still crying. She gets ready to get off, and. She touches my shoulder again, but this time she had a card that was on in her hand and the card fell into my lap. And so I looked at it and I was like, you know, I really didn't clearly see it, but on my way home, um, I looked at it and it was a counselor. It was a counselors um, who specialized oh. in sexual trauma. This woman, I never said a word to this woman I don't even know. I can't even envision her face anymore. But this was yeah. this is what happened, and so I, I took the. I, I looked at the card. I, I I called the next day, and it just so happened she took my insurance, and she was three blocks walking distance from my house. Wow, how amazing it was! And I knew that God, from that point. My my healing journey started to get the tools that I needed to kind of start. Healing, you know, um, it, it was the, it was the beginning, you know, um, and I and I kept going to her for about a year, um, and it was a lot to unveil because it takes a long time yes. to kind of take off those things I, that you know. But I had some tools, I had some tools, so it began I then.
0: Same said. Now, I, I'm not sure if people realize the length of time the unraveling yeah. and the healing takes. It does yeah. it doesn't happen. It, it takes years and years and years yeah. to unravel the damage of sexual abuse.
2: Oh yeah. Decades
0: for some people. It, 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 and it, 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 some people it, 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 never recover. No.
2: They never recover. And what what we need to understand is it affected every part of my being. It affected yes. my it affected my the way I spent money. It affected how I interacted with other people. It affected how I interacted with men. It affected how I even spoke. It affected is yes. that I wouldn't. I didn't even think, you know, money. For instance, you never would think that, right? You never would think even your eating habits. You know, yes. um, traders use items to 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 to. to the coax, their their um the 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 ones that they perpetrate. They 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 use those things. And I nice. had to figure out that I didn't like I I didn't like cheese because I liked it. I didn't like yes. it. It was a tool that was used to calm me down and to get me subdued. So I had to learn really how to eat all over again and to eat because controlling food was my thing you know I I control food I can control how it's put on my plate I had to unlearn all of that because I needed control where I didn't have control in that particular situation so you're talking about about 15 or 16 years old you know Mm -hmm. and losing all of that that time as a child and losing all that as a tween and losing all that time as a teenager
0: that's a lot of work to be done and and it's a lot of impact and and you lose the innocence of childhood you lose the innocence of uh, being a tween you lose the innocence of being a teenager and you can't ever give that get that back yes you can heal and yes you can unravel it all but you can never mm-hmm. get it back can you miss Edna?
2: You can't get it back but what the most important thing that I just learned about myself is my I never had imagination. Oh. I never had and imagination is part of creativity. You know, it's yes. part of writing, it's part of, you know, um, you know, watching those those movies with the pirates and the and the fantasy with the the princesses, I didn't have that. Yes. So when I watch things it didn't yeah. resonate with me. It didn't make any sense. That's one thing that I made sure when I realized I didn't have it, that I was going to create that. I was going to get that started. I was going to mm-hmm. be absolutely creative, absolutely imaginative. I don't care if I use a, a crayon or, or, or lipstick to create. I was going to do something to be imaginative. And if it didn't look great to anybody else, it was great to me. That's one thing that brought me back, like gave me back some of me, you know? Yes. That was one of the pieces that was missing, the creativity, the the imagination.
0: Yeah. Miss Edna, um, has that creation and imagination helped with all the books because you've got 25 books now and Mm -hmm. I'm wondering um if that played into that
2: it didn't play into it in the beginning because I didn't Uh know what I was late I was really late in my um literally most of the books that I've written were sitting at just sitting until I was like forty. So I had written maybe 18 to 20 and I didn't do anything mm-hmm. with it until one day um, I went to um, I went to a, um, a meeting and it was one of my friends. She invited me to speak about, you know, um, sexual abuse and how to recover. Yeah. And we're in um, Far Way, which is like on the beach. And it's like a, a walkway, you know, to go like a wooden uh-huh. walk. There's people there and we are set up and everything. And so she, I didn't know that it was going to be like that. You know, uh-huh. it was the first time that I ever publicly shared. People stopped. They were like, they were jogging and people yes. stopped and started listening to me. And it was at that wow. moment, people want to hear this. And the camaraderie that I had with some of the women, there, there were like maybe 20 women there and the story mm-hmm. and to share my story. And as I shared my story, I didn't know how important that was for anybody, you know, anybody, you know, and we all are similar. Our stories are all similar, you know, and, but it took different tolls on each one of us, but yes. I started sharing this story and I, and, and I, and I said it, you know, the way I said it it, it, it began, people began to just stop, literally. And um, there was a restaurant next to us and the people's like, there's something going on outside. And so I'm still telling my story because I'm looking down and I'm telling my story and I look up and there's like this audience that I didn't start out with, <laughs> you know, that's when I realized I have a story. That everyone needs to hear, and so that's yeah. my book stuff—the things that no one ever told us about being an adult. Mm-hmm. After they—they they never told us, us this thing, these things, and um, after that, I was not ashamed anymore. And it's—and I just started telling my story, telling my story. Then Rain picked me up, and they were like we're going to use your book as part of one of the the, the reading materials that we, we share with everybody. And I, and I started speaking for them and it, it just, it just, it flourished. It would, I mean, I was speaking to people in, in Australia and, um, you know, yes. X me and say, you know, I'll be on Facebook. You know, I, I know you did this, but can you tell me how to do this? And it, it, it was, um, it was, it was, it was, um, Felt really good to know that I was really helping someone else. I didn't think about the yes. thought of you know getting paid about it. I wanted to help someone else. I wanted to free someone else. And in my freedom, believe it or not, my family, because it's not just you that get a, that's affected by this. Yes, it's you yes. It's the entire family. You have a family you have somebody that you love, someone that knows you, it affects them too. And not until I shared my story because my sisters didn't believe me, you know, they they thought I was making things up. You know, one or two of them. I have four. You know, they thought I was making things up. But it was was the beginning of me starting to heal the road with my mother, with my sisters. Uh It was the, the beginning road because now, I can talk about my, um, you know, my abuse and not break down in in total, you know, panic and total, you know, just just break down. I can talk about it, you know, because I have no chains to that anymore. It doesn't make, it's part of me, but it made me stronger because I was able to use the tools and I was able to do the work. See, I didn't want to live in the complete, just sit there and say, I was abused. This is what happened and keep rehashing it because you, ke- yes. you keep rehashing it with no solution. There's yes. not gonna be any growth. So you keep saying, we, we, you know, I used to, I used, I was, um spoke for a, a group called Empowering Survivors. And I said one time, I said, you have to empower yourself to have a solution to change because as you're talking about your abuse and you're saying kill him and he should be here and he should be doing this, you know you know all of that what you're saying is you're giving that person power yes he needs to he needs to be um, judged on what he's done i get it but now this has happened to you what are we going to do to change us yes or inner work it's all the inner work that we got to do we got to take our focus off of them because we're giving them power throughout our lives by putting more attention on them more more thought on them you know and we're putting wasting our lives yes our lives you know just just saying i can't believe he did this and my mother it is I had to cut that off because I, I learned my mother had no tools at all. Yeah. At all. So I had to see it for what it was. Yes, she's accountable for some things. And I and don't think I didn't say that to her. You know, you have wow. the right to things, those things. And that, what, that's what make, changes the dynamic and realize, okay, now I said that to her, but what is she going to do with that? is she capable of doing anything with it? But yeah. deal with that person where they are. Just can't, you can't make, it's not, you know, I see, I don't have a creative, you know, um, not a creative mind, but I didn't have imagination to say, oh, the picket fence and uh, the great mother. I didn't have that. I worked with what I had, because yes. I didn't know anything about the picket fence, the two dogs, you know, the husband, you know, I didn't know anything about that. But <laughs> I was able to say, I got to work with my mother from where she is. We got to start with forgiveness. I have to feel her sincerity. So I had to work with yeah. that. I had to work with that with my sister.
0: Miss Edna, did you, um, speaking from my own, again, personal experience, I have a fractured relationship with my own um, mother. And part of the reason is her. Um, my inability to talk from a place of truth. This is how I felt. This is what you said, and to have her continually come back and say, "No, that never happened. You're lying." Da 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 da. She's never moved from that situation or or that premise, and so oh. I ha- you know I've had to you know cut uh, conversation and communication with her. Because it, you get to a point where I can't change her. I can't change her thoughts. I can only do things that will keep me growing and keep me going. And mm-hmm. so you said your mother actually came to understand that you were telling the truth and that it had this. Did, did that happen for you?
2: When I was in my 40s. Uh-huh. Not when I was young um yeah. i so I said it to her when i was 9 the police came then i said it to her when i was tw- when i was 12 and then i ah. said it said it to her when i was 15 it was she did not get it and even to the point as the, cuz they remained together they remained together yes. i had to yes. if, if i was visiting my sisters i had to and my mom i had to see him deal with that yeah yeah, yeah. so i had the opportunity to learn how to forgive in the face of the perpetrator, see most people forgive yeah. because they're gone, they're dead, they're not there, whatever. I, every day was forgiveness. Every day for me, oh, wow. my mother was. Uh, I was. I had to forgive because I was. It would. It would rip me to shreds. It would make me angry. And yes. learn to forgive completely, completely every time that I saw my mom, but. Yeah. Or my mother didn't come to understand or feel any type of way because I kept saying it. That's the key. Yes. That for me, It was for me. I kept saying it. I didn't care. Yes. I kept yes. saying it. When the, and the opportunity was that we were together. I was saying it. And yeah. I would, you don't have to say anything, but I'm saying what I got to say. Yes. And then one time, one time, and she was, older see life slow walks them down and yes. was on his deathbed okay on his deathbed mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. That he worried nothing but on his deathbed called for me called <gasps> for me to come there and so i came and so mm-hmm. he was saying he's he apologized for everything that he's done to me Oh, this is why I was suffering so bad and he's you know, he's on a respirator. So my mother is standing there and saying, "Let's not talk about this." He said, "I can't die." He said, "I can't die with what I've done to you." Because you're an amazing person and I don't want you to to not continue to be amazing. Yes. And so When I said I was leaning over him, I think his two brothers was there. My mom was there. And I think my kids, my kids were there. They were older. Like they, they were in their twenties. Yes. And said, I forgive you because I don't want to be chained to you because you said enough. When I said that I walked away, I walked away. I didn't want to stay. And my mother started, you know, kind of like chiding with me. And I said, mom, Mom, this is not for you. This is for me. And I, and I said, that's all I said to her. I walked away. Within an hour of walking away, he died. Yeah. So when I, I approached my mom again, we were talking about, she was saying, oh, how he was this and how he's that. And I'm sitting there and I was like, I know I'm not in a twilight zone. I don't remember none of that you know, like, know, horrifying him and everything, and I I sat there, and I, I remember slamming my fist on the table saying, he was not that. Stop lying about this man. He said, He was mean to you. He was mean to us. He was a mistake, and he should be erased from history when yeah. I said she looked at me and I said, I'm sorry. And my sisters were there. I said, I'm sorry. Your father was a piece of crap. Yeah. He was. yeah. It has nothing to do with you. But he was. And I said, whether he got better when he got older and sick, that's another story. Has nothing to do with me. But I will it tell you. It doesn't erase. It doesn't erase. It doesn't it. Doesn't it doesn't arise. Arise. He was what he was. And that's it. He had a history of it. And he was what he was. There's no good part of him. You can go through his history line. There's no good part of him in his life. He had 13 children and not one of them liked him. 13. Did he hurt the
0: others? He said no?
2: He, he, the, his wife that he married was 13 when he married her and he was in his 30s. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: And he abused the girls in that family. Yes. Right. Yeah. It, it just mm-hmm. isn't, you know, you're not the first one. It always goes back somewhere else. It always goes it back. It
0: Mm-hmm. So Edna, I learned so a learn.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Go ahead. This, this, this powerful story of yours has led to all of the books, the mm-hmm. magazine, and um, you've also got um, a podcast. So you have actually created – an amazing life from the trauma of childhood. And I'm guessing that that's why you're so passionate about coaching and mentoring and speaking now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. You're you're the editor of Speak magazine. How can our Mm -hmm. listeners get a copy of the magazine? We
2: are on um, Amazon periodicals. I was asked. Uh We did it like just like as a as a mag as a book, and then I yes. um, approached me. Would you like to be in the periodicals? So I was like, Oh yes, of course. So it's available. Um, this May will be our third year um, um, in production. So we gonna uh, do a special um, three year um, edition, and what it really wow. does. When I first started, I. I never got, I did a lot of the footwork as far as, you know, getting my book published, all my books published, Uh reading and everything. And I found that there were so many amazing people that had um, artistic value, you know, so poets, Uh you know, authors, um, writers, um, artists. I decided, I said, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to get, create a magazine that Uh gets out there, it's them, you know, whether they're from, you know, any parts of the world gets them out there to the world, what they want to do. And sure enough, um, my, we have, we are in five countries, which is amazing. Wow. One yeah. of the um, one of the young ladies that's an artist and a poet, she just won this Pulitzer, some prize or something for being the best yeah. in her country. And um, then I had someone from New York um and I helped her with her poetry. She is now um, just got an award as well, and she um is recommended and she's one of the poets in Trinidad, which is amazing. I mean i have I have three young people who are in who are contributing writers from three different countries. And they're young. They're like 15, 18. Yes. Doing marvelous work. And then I have someone from Africa. I have someone from um, Haiti. I I mean, of course, I have some, you know, a couple people from New York. But the magazine is in those areas and it's wonderful. It's a great thing. Um, We um, had, uh, I think, a sale of nine hundred and six. Nine hundred and something. I don't want to say the the, the wrong yes. number in um, <laughs> magazine. Um, two years. In uh, the first the first year, we did you know very minimal. But then it's the 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 second year, we did nine hundred building. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And and the readership is about um, twelve thousand. The readership. Um, we do it online, hard. or we do it in a, you know a paperback. So yes. we do. Yeah. Yeah quarterly we're gonna we're gonna we're doing quarterly magazine now because it we found that it, you know the quarterly there's people just like waiting to pick it up and it's amazing yes. it's work um i have a great it's lots of fun because every, everyone everyone yes. has something to say you know so it's great it's really I great do
0: they just do and there's a um, just listeners i've popped the links to miss edna's um uh books and the magazine and her social connections in the chat box for you if you're interested also the link to her website um and there's a podcast called wounded to wonderful keeping it real i've also mm-hmm. put the link to the podcast for miss edna in the chat mm-hmm. box as well how much fun is it doing your own podcast edna Oh,
2: it's amazingly fun. Um, I started it, um, and I was it was just me by myself, and I started it, and um, amazingly so, um, people from other countries became my guests, and so we're, yes. like, really friends now. Like, I go on their podcast, and they come on mine. Yes. So much fun. Um, yes. We're doing doing an um, a author's um, spotlight, so it's called Brag Time. Brag time for authors. So we're going to be yes. bragging authors on there in the coming weeks. So I'm excited about that. I mean, the, it, it's amazing because I get to touch so many lives, and they get to touch mine, and we become it like is. friends. And it's just really, really great. I mean, it really is. It really it
0: is, is, isn't it? I, 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 love being able to connect with people across the world. It's it's. Yeah. Such a blessing miss mm-hmm. no we are down to the last two minutes of the show okay. and I just I want to tell the listeners that that you um, don't forget that there's a link to miss Edna's books and there's fabulous books in that collection they range in price from 99 cents and upwards and there there's a wonderful collection the podcast of course is free for you to listen to and you can mm-hmm. grab that um, apple um, and and I've put the link in the chat box. You've also got an online course um, and an ebook as well. And right. uh, just quickly in the last minute, Miss Edna, can you tell the listeners can they access that from your website?
2: Yeah, they can. They can access all of that from the website. But if they really want to go and find, um, I have a free um, um, moving to your hiring to your purpose, and it's on. Yes. Miss Edna speaks at teachable.com. So I'm on teachable.com. You could go there and I'm I, I give away a lot of free things. I always try to give back because if you give, you're definitely going to get no matter what. And um yeah. I, well, I, my my specialty, my uh, bread and butter is I'm in real estate. So everything about real estate yes. You know, I we work.
0: didn't get a chance to talk about yes. the real estate I might have to have you back on the show again yes, no, we are down to the last minute of the show um, okay. thank you so much for being so vulnerable and open to the listeners you've got a beautiful story and thank you for sharing it on Radio Tony um, listeners I encourage you to connect with Miss Edna she's one of the most beautiful souls in the universe <laughs> jump on okay. and have a listen to her podcast jump on and grab her books um, this woman is an amazing soul and you'll be blessed if you've connected with her miss edna thank you so much for coming on radio tony today i'm sure that we'll get to i'll get to, to connect and talk to you again um we were out of time what a blessing to have you on the show and thank you so much you're welcome and i'm so glad you have been here thanks very okay. much Thank you, Miss Edna. Thank you for listening this week, listeners. We'll be back next week with another show. This is your host, Tony Lontes, signing off for you today. Over to you, Rebel, and bye for now.
1: Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience Memoir of a Broken Little Girl Discovering a Woman of Strength and Beauty Radio Radio to me, Radio Tony, Tony, Tony. Radio Tony. What set you free? Available now on amazon.com and in all good bookstores yeah. Radio Tony Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia.